0: This morning, brothers and sisters, we're going to be privileged to hear our brother, Ernie Glass talk to us this morning, and the title of his talk is The Three R's, brother Ernie. Thank you, to brother Tommy. <clears throat> Good morning, um, brothers, sisters, and friends. and. I'll just start with saying that it's really good to be here at Martinville. Brother Zane Preble started a lecture for the Arkansas Bible School back in 1969. He became ill that summer and was not able to be here. After his death in 1970, Sister Laura Pearl gave me his outline and the verses that he had selected. This morning I'll bring to you Brother Zane's lecture. Now I'm sure that most of the older people remember a little saying that they used to have about schools. It was the three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic. So, this morning we're going to consider three R's for the Bible school. And first, we're going to address those who have not made a covenant relationship with God. And if you will, everybody, let's turn to Isaiah, the first chapter, verse 18. Isaiah, the first chapter, verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Now that's our first R, reason. And there's only one way that we can reason with God, and that's through the Word of God, this book. The Bible. Now let's turn to First Thessalonians five, twenty one. First Thessalonians five. It says there the first part of that verse, it says prove all things. Just because I can stand up here and talk loud that doesn't mean that what I say is true. You take your Bible and you make sure about all these things. Make sure. Read the Bible and think about what you read. If you do this, you will learn about yourself and the situation that you're in and most important that the only hope you have is in the fulfillment of God's Word. If you do this, if you take this book, if you study it, if you reason with God, you will find out the situation that you're in And you will want to change. You will want to change the situation, and you will want to change yourself. Let's turn to Acts, the third chapter. Acts, the third chapter, verses 19. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ which which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Our second R is repent. Reason and then repent. Let's turn to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Verse 1. <clears throat> now, we're only interested in the last part of that verse, about middle ways. Hebrews twelve one. Right there in the middle, you'll see, lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Reason, repent, and run the race. Reason, repent, and run the race. Now, the three R's for the brethren. Three R's for the brethren. Let's turn to Romans, the 12th chapter. And if you will, put your finger right there on that Romans, the 12th chapter, the first verse. Keep your finger right there. And let's turn to Ephesians, the first chapter. Keep our finger in both places there. Verse 18. And let's turn back to Romans, the 12th chapter, in that second verse there. And this is the three R's for the brethren at a Bible school. It says right there, Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed. Now let's flip back over to this first Ephesians there, the eighteenth verse. Now this transformed that means the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Now back to Romans the twelfth chapter. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My first R for the brethren is renewal. And what does the word renewal mean? Renewal means to make new again. To make something fresh or strong again. To go over again. To repeat. To reestablish in our mind the things that we have learned from the Word of God. That's renewal. And we do this by daily Bible reading by Bible classes, by our memorial service every Sunday, by gatherings, and by going to Bible school. Why must we renew our minds? Why must we continually go over and over and over these things? Because it's easy. It's easy to go the way of the world. We are weak. All of us are. We're weak. And if we're not very, very careful, we will disregard and we will forget God's way. David said in Chronicles, just listen to me. You don't have to look it up. He said, Give thanks unto the Lord, Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him and talk of his wondrous works. Glory in his name and rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek it continually. Be ye mindful of his covenant. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations, an everlasting covenant which he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus Christ also said, Remember the things that I have spoken. And what were the things that Christ spoke? Or where did these words come from? They all came from his Father, God. Paul also said in Hebrews, the second chapter, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have learned, lest at any time we should let them slip. And that brings us to our second R, which is remember. The three R's for the brethren. Renewal, and now we're fixing to take up remember. Remember. And what is the definition of remember? To think of again, to be careful not to forget, to bear in mind, to recall. If we keep the things of God fresh in our minds, we will be joyful and we will be happy. Let's turn to Romans, the fifth chapter. We're only going to read two verses here. <clears throat> but when I say the word what, I want each one of you to read the next verse, in the, the next word in that chapter. Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by what? We have what? With God through our Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by what? Amen. Into this grace wherein we stand and what? Rejoice. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's my third R brothers and sisters. Rejoice. Renewal. Remember. Remember rejoice. These two verses that we just read bring out a very good point to remember. Those without faith cannot rejoice. There's no way you can rejoice if you have no faith. We must believe that God will fulfill his promises. We must believe that God will forgive our sins blotting them all out making us white as snow Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy hath given us such a wonderful hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for us, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, wherein we should greatly rejoice, even though for a season We are surrounded by many temptations. If we can overcome these temptations, then our faith will have made us worthy of praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, we love and believing we rejoice with joy too great for words rejoice with joy too great for words my three r's for the brethren renewal and when you renew you remember and when we remember, we rejoice. There are three more R's to consider. The first R: Resurrection. John five twenty eight twenty nine. <clears throat> Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. nations. <clears throat> when Jesus returns, the great majority of those who are his will be sleeping in the dust of the earth. Some will still be alive and looking for His coming. Those who are asleep will be awakened and together with the living meet the Lord. Eternal life is laid up in the sun. S-O-N. Eternal life is laid up in the sun to be bestowed be the at his return, the believer at us, we have eternal life not in actual possession, as a physical fact, not as an actual possession, but as a prospective possession to which we have the right so long as we remain faithful. If we have made that covenant relationship with God, whether we be in the grave or whether whether we be in the grave or living, we shall be called to give an account of the use to which we have put our time and talent. Let's turn to Second Corinthians the fifth chapter verse ten. second corinthians five ten that's important when you read this verse here to remember that, that Paul is talking to the Corinthians here second corinthians five ten he says there, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And you all know that in Revelation twenty two twelve, Christ said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. That's my second R. Our first R was resurrection, and now my second R is reward. And what is the little quick definition of reward? It is something given in return for something done. We are told that glory, honor, and eternal life will be given to every man that worketh good. How does a man worketh good? by loving God and doing as he commands. There is no other way. Tribulation and anguish upon every man that doeth evil. Any man who does not obey the word of God doeth evil. Someday, Jesus Christ will possess the whole earth and reign as kings. All kings shall bow before him and all nations shall serve him. Not only did he promise to the overcomers that they would eat of the tree of life, but he also said, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne and that brings us to my last R which is reign resurrection reward and reign those who are his those who are his are to share with him in the possession and rulership of the kingdom resurrection Reward and reign, brothers, sisters. Before I sit down, I'm going to leave you with this poem, and it's from one of my other talks. And some of you have heard it before, but I don't think you'll hear it again. But for you, for those of you who haven't heard this poem, it's it's about a dream that a man has, and it's it's not a happy dream because it's about his rejection at the judgment seat of Christ. And even though it doesn't paint a happy picture, it certainly makes some good points. I stood far from the judgment seat of Christ, head bowed in bitter shame. Within my head words echoed loud, for I'd myself to blame. I'd seen the king and standing there, beheld his glorious face, and just aside in joy supreme, my friends, saints, saved by grace, engulfed in grief, alone afraid, my pleading all in vain, the words re-echoed louder now and burned within my brain. Come now, and so I'd gone before the one I'd longed to see, said angel serving near the throne, the master called us seed. To give account of what I had done and said, one reason I was asked, why I'd neglected things of God and hurrying by them past. I then recalled how often I'd said, Oh, there is no time. I'll do it well another day. And that had been my crime. I answered not, dumb, full of grief. But Jesus knew and said, No time to do the things of God. No time to bow thy head. No time to kneel in daily prayer or wait on him whom you'd heard. No time to pause and meditate the riches of his word. No time to visit poor or sick. No time to smile and give the strangers in your gate a word of hope that they might live. Yet you had time for menial tasks, and time to exercise your mental powers on common things, your home to supervise. You had plenty of time to talk and read of things which mattered not, but things which mattered most to God you just forgot. That was enough, I heard no more, though words continued long. My talent lay neglected there, to him it did belong. But I had forgotten that it was his and thrust it on one side, and now before the throne it lay, my face then did I hide. The saints remained there on his right, safe in the Savior's cleft, but I was thrust among the ones upon the judge's left. These words which burned within my brain verdict on guilty crime. No place, no hope, no righteous ground For me he had no time. A dream, you say, yet, but how real. And what relief to wait, to find I still have unspent time before judgment morning breaks. For me the Savior, scourged and scorned, up Calvary's hill declines. What shall I say when he shall ask, How hast thou spent thy time? This talk could not be ended with any better words than the ones chosen by Brother Zane. Let us prepare, let us prepare For the coming of the Lord, so that we will be worthy to receive the reward of the righteous and reign with Christ.